What is going on, folks? Welcome to another edition of Barely Allen's Comic Book Cove. My name is Barely Allen, and thanks for coming out to the Cove. Um, so far, we've been doing a series on Power Rangers, and this is the next edition of that for Power Rangers Ninja Storm, which I just finished not even 15 minutes ago. Um, very fun season, uh, very enjoyable, um, kind of broad things that I want to say ahead of time, just without even things, you know, just kind of my general reflections on it. Um, really interesting series, really fun looking suits, um, kind of what we deserved from the Ninjetti suits in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers season three when they get their ninjetti powers <clears throat> this is definitely what we needed this was a fantastic season or fantastic season yes and i know that there is one person who would really appreciate it and he's been kind of underutilized so i know that he definitely has some things that he wants to say did somebody say ninja yes ninja nobody said it but we were thinking about you how you been doing man oh well you know haven't had much to do no worthy power rangers currently and there there isn't much news from the inside of a vase Alright, that's fair, Ninjor. Um, well, I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about Power Rangers Ninja Storm. That knockoff? Ninjor? I'm sorry, but I'm a Zordon guy. I, I, I connect to the Zordon version of the Morphin Grid. I, I have nothing to do with Ninja Storm. Nothing at all? I thought you forged all of them. Like all of the coins. Well, that's just a licensing thing. Good luck getting Disney to confirm the existence of Ninjor. <laughs> Alright, Ninjor. Well, fair. I, I like kind of knowing the, the insights. Um, did did you watch the series, at least? Did you, did you pay attention to it when it was out? Yeah, like 20 years ago when it came out. It was 17 years ago. Like 20. Okay, well, fair. Um, any thoughts that you can leave us with, at least, about the show? Yeah. If you're gonna be a ninja warrior, consult ninja. And with that, Rangers, may the power protect you. Alright. Um... Not exactly the input that we were looking for for this show, but that is what it is. Thanks, Ninjor. Appreciate it, buddy. Um, <laughs> well, anyways, Ninjor's uh, hatred words aside, uh, some, some little things to note. Um, Power Rangers was initially supposed to end after Wild Force. Wild Force was supposed to be the end of the show, and... That was going to be it. They were, after uh, Disney had bought the rights, they were like, eh, this costs a bit of money to make. There's a lot that goes into this. So uh, someone pointed out to them the ways that they could be more cost-effective with their 
production of the show. Uh, and one of those was to start filming in New Zealand. So the show started filming in New Zealand uh, to save a bunch of costs. And on top of that, Disney's dissolved the unions that were associated with the show. So it would be cheaper that way as well. Um, that being said, we did get a native of New Zealand and, uh, we had a Samoan team leader, Samoan New Zealand team leader. I think everyone was from New Zealand. Anyways, that's not what I need to be talking about right now. (laughs) Um, we have a return of, uh, some alumni cast, most notably being Doug Sloan. Doug Sloan left during Turbo, and this was his first project back, and he wrote through... Uh, through the end of Dino Thunder. So he was on for a while, and he would go on the message boards and the forums to engage with fans so he could find out the stories that they wanted to hear and the notes that they had about the show. So Dick Sloan was definitely a good person to have at the helm and all being said about this show. That's why this is one of those seasons that's revered the highest because it's, it's different. It services the fans and it connects in the right ways. Um, so let's get into it. Let's, uh, let's get to talk about it. Uh, origin of these powers. These powers seem to be a little bit different in their origin um, for the Morphin Grid connection. These morphers are held by ninja academies, and uh, the three rangers that start are students at the Wind Ninja Academy, and they were given morphers by their sensei after he's turned into a guinea pig. Um, who had control over three morphers. Uh, We do get two more rangers at another point confirming from the Thunder Academy, confirming that ninja academies are able to derive their abilities from the morphing grid using their elemental ties. The Wind Academy rangers have wind as a driving power in their arsenal as well as their zords. The same is of the Thunder Academy rangers. And we also have our sixth ranger, the green samurai ranger, has balance of all being a samurai as opposed to a ninja. Um, so the powers are uh, a little different in their presentation, and I think it's kind of for the better. Uh, their unique connection makes it a really good story. And kind of different than the past ones. Also, first one by Disney fully. <coughs> um, but the pop, but being able to derive from elemental abilities uh, makes for cooler rangers as opposed to just pulling from an animal like they are pulling. They have ultimate control over wind abilities they're kind of like airbenders essentially and thunderbenders this is it's uh really neat and i do wish that we would have been able to see the other other rangers that were from the other elements 
like I wish we would have saw like the the Fire Ninja Academy and the Water Ninja Academy and the Earth Ninja Academy. I wish we would have seen those as well. But at least something to be desired and something that they could touch on again at another point in the series, which they they might because there is the Samurai and Super Samurai series. Um, these Rangers, I wasn't crazy about in the beginning their selection because they were the three Rangers that were the ones that missed their class. They were not there for the beginning of their class and everyone ended up getting kidnapped and they did not. However, the sensei had, had, uh, spoke to his son and student cam about what he saw in them and defended them at one point. So the, um, They're the ones that seem like they're the farthest behind in their ninja studies. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll go through the plot here, and we'll talk about it as we go. Uh, a skateboarder, Shane Clark, a surfer, Tori Hansen, and a dirt biker, Dustin Brooks, are students of the Wind Ninja Academy under the tutelage of Sensei Kanoi Watanabe and his son, Cam. Although it seems as if they will never be good enough to be a full-fledged ninja, they are the only three left when the evil ninja master, Lothor, arrives on Earth and captures all the other students. Their sensei, who transformed into who was transformed into a guinea pig by Lothor, decides that they must become wind power rangers and gives them wind morphers to allow them to transform. As the wind rangers, they fight to save the world from Lothor and his space minions using zords created by Cam for emergencies. Um... We have the man ver or the man-made version of Zords, which is interesting seeing the power when put into man's hand and what they're able to do with that power. Very interesting, very fun, uh, the way that they uh, pull this off, the way that they display the man-made Zords. Um, they definitely are not the safest. This is uh, on par with the suicide rocket. Uh, the suicide missile, the suicide zord. Um, they are a plane, a boat, and a Ferris wheel. So you can't tell me that no one's ever on that Ferris wheel because it's always shown moving because then it moves when it's on the zord. So it's always shown running. So do people just like let this empty Ferris wheel run all the time? So I could see like someone being stuck on there while that thing transforms into a Zord and potentially being the way that someone found out that the Rangers are the Rangers or that uh, we had a lack of safety. So that is not exactly the best <laughs> design. And Cam being very doubtful leads uh, is a nice narrative alongside because then we have... The sensei defending the rangers and say, saying that he doesn't understand. He doesn't see everything about him yet. So it leads to a very nice... Um, juxtaposition of someone saying they're not that good and him, him being in defense of them. <clears throat> Cam's kind of almost like the uh, Alpha 5 type role. 
where he's like the assistant for the mentor for the rangers. <coughs> Apologies. Um The wind morphers do allow them to still have a little bit of uh, ability beyond uh, their initial powers. We have the hydrokinetic powers that the uh, blue wind ranger has and the earth powers, ground powers that the wind ranger has. The yellow wind ranger, sorry. Um... And we have some fun rangers. With it only being three, there's kind of more ground that each ranger needs to cover. And uh, Shane Clark is the one who's kind of the leader of the Wind Rangers. He is the skateboarder, a little older. Uh, he kind of appears older in his maturity and his actions. Uh, Tori... A surfer, kind of level-headed. Shane's a little hot-headed. Um, Dustin is kind of your comic relief. And the Yellow Ranger. Yellow Ranger being a man. We haven't seen that since Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers. Uh, we haven't had a female Blue Ranger ever. So Tori being the Blue Ranger is neat. <clears throat> and Shane Clark is our first Samoan team leader and for Samoan Red Ranger. So we are getting some more diversity in the team. Um, I'm a big fan of the color yellow in my normal life. I used to have a yellow Kia Soul. So I love the fact that we have a yellow male Ranger and he even presents as being a comic book geek in the first episode when the Rangers are having a hard time saying, uh... I don't, I don't even remember what the exact phrase is that they're supposed to say. Bear with me. The phrase is... Ninja Storm Ranger Form. And that's what makes them transform into their rangers. And he's like, leave it to the comic book geek to get it. And they even mention that he's a comic book geek. Earlier in that first episode... So he was a favorite of mine from the get-go for that reason. Uh, over time, they are joined by the Thunder Rangers, Hunter and Blake, as well as Cam, who gains green samurai powers in a trip to the past. The Thunder Rangers are against the Wind Rangers at first because they have been wrongly convinced that uh, their sensei is the reason that all their family is dead and their friends in the academy. Uh, so the Thunder Rangers are the colors of crimson and navy for Hunter and Blake, respectively. And they have such cool-looking designs. Their helmets are a little bit more fierce-looking. Um, they're a little bit more edgy. They also dirt bike. Um, and Cam is kind of shown to be more and more useful and then you're able to see his physical abilities more so and in his trip to the past he meets his mother or he gets to see his mother who died young for him so he hasn't seen his mother in a very long time and 
he meets his young father and learns of the origin of Lothor, who is actually the brother of the sensei, uh, twisted by powers and driven by inadequacy. Very good character in Lothor for that reason, too. And getting to see his origin to what brings him to being this evil being is nice. And that's something that we saw with... Oh, what's his name two seasons ago? The mutant guy. I can't think of his name right now. Anyways, we got to see that with him. We got to see the reason why he was the way he is. And we got that insight as well with Lothor this season. The show marks a turning point for the franchise with a willingness to make fun of itself and its history, a theme that would return in Dino Thunder. Of special note is that Lothor, instead of the standard melodramatic evil emperor, has a sense of humor and often got lines that sent up the show. After making a monster grow, he seems to turn to the camera and say, What'd you expect? It wasn't going to get smaller. In the final episode, when piling, piloting a robot against the Zords, he yells, This is the most fun I've had all season. Um, meta is a way to my heart in any kind of media. Anything that ends up being meta is always a love of mine in any stretch, in any form. Uh, most notably, uh, things that I can think of is like the narration from Arrested Development. Anytime Abed speaks in community, I just, uh, all of the lyrics to Hook by Blues Traveler, super meta things. And I've always enjoyed meta abilities. Uh, the Joker being able to kind of know that he's part of a comic book. Same with like the Animaniacs, just these things that can break the fourth wall and poke fun at what they are. And Lothor doing that is really good. Um, I feel like it leads to you enjoying the villains being on the screen more. And especially because he's there with his nieces. So he's always kind of upset with them. They're a little vapid and just ditzy, bubbly. And watching Lothor get upset with them is... Very worthwhile. <laughs> Eventually, the Rangers managed to defeat all of Lothor's minions, unwittingly overloading the Abyss of Evil, to which they were all sent upon their demise. The Wind Rangers are able to stop evil from spreading across the Earth and seal Lothor away in the Abyss of Evil along with their own powers. He's uh, Lothor takes control of the Rangers' powers, and they realize that locking him up is the only way that they will be able to go on uh, and get rid of Lothor, even though it means losing their ranger abilities, which isn't that big of a loss because they have ninja abilities when they're not even in ranger form to where they can control wind um, like airbenders. So they aren't exactly losing that much when they lose their powers. Um, and it's only the Wind Rangers that lose their powers. Uh, we still have the Thunder Rangers, and we still have Cam as the Green Samurai Ranger. Uh, and in, this in those last two episodes, it is revealed to us that the Rangers were meant to be the Rangers. There's even a scroll that had 
outlines of what was clearly those three rangers. Um, and those three rangers, uh, after, after returning their sensei to human form, he had revealed to them and showed them the scroll and was like, you guys always were meant to be the Power Rangers. It wasn't random, even though you think it's random. Um, very, very nice reveal, especially because that was something I didn't like in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was a, a very good ending of the series. And we still have a little bit left of the plot here. Uh, now powerless, Shane, Tori, and Dustin become teachers at the rebuilt Wind Ninja Academy, aided by Cam and a newly human sensei. Hunter takes a job as the head teacher at the Thunder Ninja Academy, while his brother Blake continues his racing career. We have a nice whole, wholesome ending, and we even have uh, Lothor's nieces, who are in turn related to Cam and the sensei, enrolling in the rebuilt wind ninja academy and I, I do like those former rangers kind of becoming the teachers the ones who were doubtful of themselves and didn't think that they were worthy of any ability because they were just showed up late one day um but then kind of seeing that that was all a machination of the sensei to make sure that they were the ones that became the wind rangers is very very nicely written there is a nice point brought to the story with the end there and we have no we have rangers with no powers at the end which isn't a very off isn't a theme all the time because we usually have crossovers and we had no crossover with the Wild Force team at the end of this season. Um, a nice little kind of more meta thing or a pop culture reference at least, which is kind of more what we can expect with Disney. Uh, during the camping episode, there's an episode where all the Power Rangers are camping together and it's kind of buildings to some bonding for them. The Rangers refer to themselves as the cast of Survi Survivor which is, it's just fun. I felt like it was worth mentioning because it was enjoyable. I heard it and I laughed out loud. Um, having a mentor, having the sensei, uh, constantly sending them on their missions and steadying their hand is such a good thing to have again. Last season had it prevalent again with uh, Princess Shayla, and I think that helps make the stories more believable, uh, the Zordon-type role. The someone who will, that mysticism that surrounds the ranger's powers, I think it's a necessary thing. And definitely, definitely a, uh, uh, an aspect that is enjoyed, especially by me. Um, the Thunder Rangers are introduced in the same fashion as the Six Rangers almost, and a more compelling reasoning for being evil at the introduction. Um, again, you see that their, their purpose of being evil and why they feel the way that they do. And that leads to a better redemption arc when we get it for them. And their uh, overall reveal of being 
these rangers with pure purpose because they're still pure purpose um six ranger a very compelling and unique introduction and it's a new direction that changes the flow of the standard all right well the six ranger is going to be a dick or he's just going to be this ultimate savior whereas he is kind of the ultimate savior cam isn't painted that way ahead of time um him becoming the six rangers the is the equivalent of alpha five or alpha six getting a fucking power ranger suit which is fantastic i have no qualms with it whatsoever cam was a great ranger um would have been my favorite if there wasn't a male yellow ranger who liked comic books but his his criticisms of the team his little bits of wit and sarcasm and the fact that he's the person that constructed the zords as well mm, good and the sensei being a father and let alone the father of the eventual six ranger makes for more interesting judgment calls and you see that human error come through more so and i think the primary driving reason is that he has to be a guiding hand for his son as well um first power ranger series to have neither a pink ranger nor a white ranger all prior incarnations have either included a pink ranger or a female white ranger that took the place of the team's pink ranger. Um, evolution. If we have a female, they don't have to be pink or white with pink accents. Um, three rangers as a starting team makes for a better story. I really, really liked only having three rangers at the start. It's a nice way to shake it up. And while we did end with six, which we normally do, I liked the road that we took to get there. And I guess there's a couple more seasons after this that are going to start with only three Rangers. Well, and oh man, I'm excited for one to end with only three Rangers or just four when a fourth Ranger gets added as opposed to a sixth Ranger. Um, Uh, these rangers, I've wanted to kind of point out some things um, with archetypes as we go along for this series. And it's not that easy for this one. We have our first female blue ranger. And whereas normal rangers pull their powers from animals or certain parts of the morphing grid, whatever... Um, these are, have more elemental input and also it's the first full season by Disney so we have some big changes so instead I just kind of want to point out the big changes and hopefully next season we have uh, we can at least connect to old colors or even to this one um, we have our first female Blue Ranger um, first female ever to be a Blue Ranger big thing uh red wind ranger uh we have a first samoan team leader in our red wind rangers uh the the comparison that i can make with red is that he's the leader as opposed to the other ones uh, like with other similar red rangers and this red ranger 
was well written, was lightly played, and didn't worry too much about heavy wearing the hat or wearing the crown because he saw himself more as equals. So he didn't even put himself on that leader pedestal, really. Um, and the Yellow Wind Ranger, this was our f uh, the only other male Yellow Ranger has been in Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers, and that was 10 episodes, so I don't know how much you can count that. Um, Navy Thunder Ranger, that's a first for a Navy Ranger. Uh, Na uh, Crimson Thunder Ranger, that's a first for a Crimson Ranger. Uh, and our sixth ranger is gre the green samurai ranger, and the green and the sixth ranger has not been green since Tommy Oliver. So nice little callback reference. Beyond that, uh, green ranger was interchanged with black as a regular team member color. So definitely like him being the um him being green again a nice fun little callback uh shane's actor pua magasiva is the first red ranger actor to have died and the second lead actor to pass away since toy trang um she passed away in 2001 2002 and pua the shane passed away in 2019 uh, after committing suicide and apparently he had kind of a little bit of a dark past where he had some domestic abuse, abuse issues with his, uh, wife at the time or girlfriend. So we won't, uh, sit here and lament too much about it, but a, something that I feel needs to be mentioned um, let's go over some favorites. I feel like we need that as a nice little palate cleanser here. Um, favorite arsenal weapon. This is a hard season to pick because there was a lot of really cool things. The samurai saber that Cam ends up wielding is fantastic, but I think my favorite arsenal item goes to the Thunderblade. Uh, the Thunderblade wielded by... Uh, Blake as the Navy Thunder Ranger, which is something that a Thunder Ranger alumni or a Thunder Ninja Academy alumni taught him how to utilize properly. Really cool weapon, a dual-sided spear with these intricate-looking barbs on the end. Uh, favorite Ranger is Dustin, uh, the Yellow Ranger. I'm sure that's not a surprise. Uh, favorite suit goes to the Crimson Ranger. That looked so awesome. And favorite Zord is the Lion Zord of Dustin because I absolutely love the spinning mane that he has. Uh, very, very cool designs for everything. And we're on that CGI track for our Zords moving, which leads to some more uh, liberties that can be taken to make them look more interesting. Kind of like when a comic book makes its way onto the little screen or the big screen, and then you can actually see these fight scenes animated, which brings a new depth to them. That's kind of the same effect that the CGI Zords has on the Power Rangers series. I feel like 
utilizing that CGI and it improving even leaps and bounds since last season, it it feels better. If it's not as true to the original uh, series, but that's it needs to evolve. It needs to evolve if it's going to keep having people interested. It can't just keep playing to our nostalgia. So I welcome the change, and I think that it ends up for... uh, It's going to end up with things looking cooler in the long run. (coughs) Ninja Storm is the first incarnation that does not have any interaction with any rangers or characters from a previous incarnation, as Ninja Storm both occurs after the Zordon era and does not have a crossover with Wild Force. All previous incarnations have had interaction with at interaction with at least one character of a preceding inter- incarnation by either crossover or in the case of Zordon era incarnations had characters carry over from one incarnation to another. The next incarnations not to have interaction with or feature a character from a preceding incarnation in any form are Jungle Fury and RPM. So this is um It makes for unique story. The the fact that we don't have any connection with previous rangers and there's not even like a moment where they're like, oh, hey, we're going to help you with this. Definitely makes uh, the story well because then there's not this other ranger team that comes in and they all have to get along by the end of it and makes you wonder who's the better team oh they'll never tell me uh i I like that there's no connection i like that this season was able to stand on its own which i felt was important for being ninja powers anyways um yeah first series since time force to have pre-powered rangers to have rangers that have abilities before they became power rangers. And I like that because it makes them not rely on the fact that they're power rangers that much. However, uh, we do get to see battles with notoriety with being a ranger. Uh, with Dustin mainly. And it a very interesting storytelling. Really, really good season. This is definitely up there in my numbers of seasons. It might be my favorite to date because this is a really good storytelling. 38 episodes, shortest one so far beyond Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers. Very driven, very meta, really, really good. Um, And the fact that the series is able to kind of poke fun at itself is something that's needed, especially when it's this far in. I mean, this is 10 years of Power Rangers at this point, so being able to joke at your existence a bit is something that usually leads to shows being able to go on for a long time. And Power Rangers is not the exception in that case. (laughs) You know, they're on their 27th season. They're about to start 28. Anyways, really, really, really good season. Highly recommend. If I had to give a... Number ranking. Alright, I'm going to rate it as a Power Rangers show, not as a show. 
So I'm going to try to rate these at the end and rate them as a Power Rangers show. And this one's up there pretty high. Um, there's some bits that were just a little too campy for my taste. So I'm going to give it an 8.4, which is a really good rating. Because, especially at this point, when I'm 10 seasons in, I am... more critical at this point i've seen a lot more and i'm not just swept up in nostalgia and definitely worth it fantastic season highly recommend watching and if it's one that you never got to watch before watch it and i'll leave you with one more fun fact before we even kill the episode here um there was an episode that dealt with a war being fixed with a peace conference um, and that episode was scrapped, re-edited, and then released later on out of order from where it normally was because they didn't want that interfering or undercutting the concurrent Iraq war that was going on at the time. So we got some Power Rangers story that ended up being changed. So if you watch the episode Snip Snippet Good, Snippet Snippet Good, um... That episode is a bastardized version of what the original episode was supposed to be. So that's your fun fact for this season of Power Rangers. And on that note, folks, I think we're going to call it quits here. Uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to me talk about Power Rangers Ninja Storm. It was definitely a very fun season, and I highly recommend you watch it. Even if you don't watch any other Power Rangers it's a pretty good season to watch. It's enjoyable, and it definitely has some good story that is told within it. Still kind of childish, but fun. <coughs> I just couldn't hold that in. And on that, fo- and on that note, folks, I think I'm going to let you go here. Uh, I'm going to get started on the next series here, which is... Dino Thunder. So, Dino Thunder, we're going to watch all of that season, get talking about that. But in between here, I feel like we will mention, or we will talk about some comic books. We're going to talk about a comic storyline, probably from DC Comics. I say probably, but I think I'm going to record that in, like, I'm going to do my commentary track for the day, get that uploaded, and then I'm going to record tomorrow's episodes as well so uh yeah i think it's gonna be on heroes in crisis anyways before we wrap up i did have one shout out that i wanted to do and it is to an amazing cosplayer that i found on facebook i joined a couple of power rangers groups and i highly recommend checking this guy out and that is dg collins cosplay his cosplays are great i love them a bunch he does a wide range of things and his power ranger ones are really really good so i definitely recommend going and checking him out and for the three people that listen to my podcast check out the link that's in the description of this because i will have a link for his Facebook page, because I highly recommend you checking him out. He's really, really good. Anyways, on that note, folks, thank you for coming out to yet another episode of me rambling randomly about Power Rangers. Um, My name is Barely Allen, and thank you for coming out. 
Thank you, everyone who listens. Make sure you like, follow, share, follow or like my page on Facebook. I post about everything uh, that I'm going to do on there. Uh, follow me on Twitter. All these links are going to be in the description. And also check out my YouTube page where I do a 420 friendly podcast. I do a video every day called A Token Guide to Surviving the Apocalypse, where we sit around, we smoke, and we accept the adaptation of the change of smoke sessions in 2020. So check those things out, enjoy, and until next time, folks, my name is Barely Allen, and let the power protect you. Thank you very much.